Trista and Nick tonight, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on the Odyssey app. Trista, I don't know if you saw the uh, the score, the Pistons-Timberwolves game at the end of the first quarter. It was 40-39, to Detroit was on top. They're hanging in there, down 62-58 in the second quarter, kind of slowed down a little bit. 79 total points scored in the first quarter between those two teams. And I don't know if you've seen the score in the Cleveland Cavaliers-Milwaukee Bucks game, but it's 22-2 to I... Cleveland. <laughs> yes, God. That's not that's not game time. Where's game time at? Oh, come on. He gave your franchise so much. Don't you don't you yeah, I know you're bitter, but come on. He gave you over a decade. Come on. Come on. Listen, you got a lot back in return in Portland. You'll be all right. Be all right. Again, the breaking news, though, if you missed it, uh, Mike McCarthy staying in Dallas because Jerry Jones love, loves punishment and early playoff exit. So they're just going to keep the same damn thing again while Trista shakes her head as a Cowboys fan, knowing that my commanders on the rise. Here we come. We're going to finally not be in the basement anymore. That division, Trista. I cannot wait. We're not a joke anymore. Let the Cowboys be a joke. Everybody else in America loves it. Uh, Tim Barbalay is going to jump on with us now. Ravens pregame, of course, on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore those afternoons as well. Uh, you know, I, I the Ravens are a team where, like, for I feel like for years, we've talked, you know, obviously all season about this team every time you've come on the show. And, like, the Ravens are a team where it's felt like for years, if it was just have Lamar Jackson healthy and have, you know, maybe add a little bit more in terms of weapons on offense, they absolutely should be considered a Super Bowl contender. I feel like now... Everything has come together at just the right moment. Yet at the same time, the Texans are a team playing with house money. They got nothing to lose. I think the Texans can at least keep this game close. I mean, Texans are nine and a half point dogs. I feel like, Tim, they could at least cover in this game. But I still like Baltimore to actually win in this. What do you think of this Texans team coming into Baltimore and what they can do against the Ravens? I mean, how, how could you not be impressed with them against the Browns? I mean, there were guys just running completely wide open. C.J. Stroud has been phenomenal as a rookie this year. And these two teams played back in week one. Now, it's kind of tough to really glean a ton from that football game just because Lamar Jackson's first game in nine months, Odell Beckham Jr.'s first game since the Rams' Super Bowl, and C.J. Stroud's first game. I mean, these are two completely different teams but a couple things of note from that week one game were both the defensive fronts dominated uh, the opposition uh, in terms of offensive line. I mean, Lamar got hit a lot. CJ Stroud got hit a lot. But I'm, I'm with you, Nick, where this is a young Texans team, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. You can let it all hang out in this game in Baltimore. Yeah, the total is 43 and a half. And like you said, both quarterbacks pressured in that one. Texans only scored nine points, but they were still figuring some things out. The offense under Todd Munkin took a while to really get smooth to the point where we're seeing them put up 30, 40 points. With the weather with, and both teams with the propensity to get busy downfield, do you like this total going under or over? I mean, it's, it's a tough call because we were looking at the splits today with C.J. Stroud. And if you look in his five games that he played outdoors, the numbers are not even close to what they are indoors. I mean, you're talking about a passer rating that goes down over 20 points, passing yards that goes down over 70 yards per game. But <laughs> that all being said, I could see this go over the total. I think this Ravens team is going to put up points. And I think we have all been waiting for that vintage Lamar Jackson playoff game. 
And I have a feeling we're going to see that Saturday night. Uh, this offense was just clicking, firing on all cylinders. I get it. They haven't played a meaningful game since that Dolphins game where they dropped a 50-burger. But I think this offense and Lamar Jackson, they're going to come in a little pissed off because I think the narrative in Baltimore and, quite frankly, nationally, everyone's bringing up 2019. And, you know, Lamar has even said, we're tired about talking about 2019. I mean, it's a completely different team, completely different circumstance. I think this Ravens team is going to put up over 30 points. And I think C.J. Stroud could have some success, too. What are the chances that Mark Andrews plays in this game? If you would have asked me that two days ago, I would have said (laughs) 10%. But I was out at the castle today, uh, the Ravens facility, He ended up practicing in limited yesterday, practiced in full today, and he also met with the media for the first time uh, since that injury occurred. And typically, from a Ravens standpoint, that's a good sign. Um, If he is active, you'd like to think that they're going to try and ease him in, especially with how well Isaiah Likely has been playing. I don't think there's necessarily a sense of urgency but I can tell you just knowing Mark Andrews he's going to push like heck to play in that game Saturday (laughs) at this point I would say probably more than likely I'd say more than a 50-50 shot for Mark Andrews to play which is much different than I would have said at the beginning of the week wow that's interesting how do you think they'll utilize say Mark Andrews were to go and Isaiah likely like you said has been awesome the last a little over a month or so, and you look at the Texans, and I'm looking at their their stats, tech, uh, t- tight ends against the Texans, and they've gotten busy. So how do you think that they would utilize a likely and Mark Andrews, regardless of whether Andrews is a full go? Yeah, and trust I mean, David Njoku, despite that game being a blowout, it, he was uh, having a really good game. It's going to be interesting because I feel like I've been beating my head against the wall ever since last year in terms of Greg Roman didn't utilize two tight end sets with Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. Uh, They used it 18% of the time with both those guys on the same uh, on the field at the same time. Todd Munkin, it was even less. You know, I I don't feel like people realize he likely only had nine catches prior to Mark Andrews going down for the season. They only played. 11% of the snaps together. So even less than Greg Roman, I would think that that has to change this postseason when Mark Andrews comes back, because why wouldn't it? Um, Both of them have proven to be really, really good receiving threats in this offense. But I hate to play a cop out, but it's, it's sort of hard to tell because they just weren't used together at all when they were both healthy. But I think likely he's going to get the lion's share of the snaps, and I would definitely look heavy at likely props. So since week 11, Tim, Baltimore's got the highest point margin in the NFL. They're a plus 90 since week 11. And, you know, as the season's gone on, right, we talked about, like, this team's so good, but they're not putting teams away, and they've found ways to now win games and win them big and and in dominating fashion now. What has been the difference from pre-week 11 to really now where this team is clearly, it just feels like they've taken that extra step and kind of, you know, closed the circle, if you will, on everything they need to be to be a, you know, a true contender. I think something that we have been seeing 
particularly from the offensive side of the football, is this offense wouldn't take any deep shots through the first half of the year, first half plus. But you've seen over this stretch that they are starting to push the ball downfield with more regularity and having some success in doing so. That's always been a knock on Lamar Jackson throughout his career is the deep ball accuracy lack thereof. But now you're getting guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who's more healthy than he was at the beginning of the year. He's been getting deep. Um, Zay Flowers as a rookie, Isaiah Likely as well. I think the Ravens pushing the ball downfield and also this defense. I mean, it's been really suffocating despite the injuries. I mean, Kyle Hamilton's missed a couple games. Marlon Humphrey has missed more than half of the season. But for what the Ravens did following that bye week where they had the toughest schedule in all football, I mean, aces. You beat the Rams. Rams took the Lions to the brink. The Jags ended up falling off. Then to blow out the 49ers, blow out the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks, I mean, there aren't any more tests for this Ravens team. They are the test. Yeah, and I was talking, we were talking about this maybe a segment or two ago. The one thing that we could, I guess, give a knock on the Ravens for was that they would start hot and then fade late in the game, fourth quarters, allowing whatever opponent uh, to come back. With two weeks ostensibly off, you know, week 18, resting all the starters, and then the bye, do you think some of that continues, like creeps up like it did pre-week 11? Or do you think that they're able to continue the momentum that they've had crushing teams for all four quarters? It's possible. Um, you go back to 2019 where John Harbaugh was the same exact situation season finale against the Steelers. He opted to rest a lot of his starters. Ravens came out flat against the Titans and John Harbaugh said maybe he'd do it differently if he had uh, another crack at it. He ended up doing it the same way, but I would just say this, that team wasn't capable of coming from behind with regularity where this Ravens team can just beat you in a variety of different ways. And Lamar's really developed as a passer. I think, is there a possibility they come out a little flat with Lamar haven't played in, in three weeks? Sure. I, I think that's possible, but I think the difference between Tennessee in 2019 to the Texans this year is this Ravens team's good enough to overcome a slow start. So I'm looking at some of the props right now here. Uh, Zay Flowers, 51 and a half receiving yards. Odo Beckham Jr. is only down to 31 and a half. Like this is the one thing that's certainly different about this team, right? Is that you do have some weapons to throw, even if like OBJ may not be the same OBJ we used to have. Like we've certainly seen some flashes, at least from him, you know, against uh, the Rams had 97 yards receiving. What type of role do you think OBJ is going to have in this game, are they going to maybe get the ball more to him? And, you know, it's postseason now. Guys got experience there. Because it's always felt like there, there, there's moments with him, and then he kind of just disappears, but yet still adds something to this team. He's just been really a hard guy to gauge. I know he missed the season, obviously, with the torn ACL anyway. But OBJ's just been really hard to gauge this entire season with the Ravens. I'm curious his role because i think this uh, he was also inactive in that week 18 game against the steelers so mm. i think him resting up it seems like odell beckham jr has really just been nicked up here banged up here he has missed a couple games but there was a stretch there you mentioned the rams game nick and the, the Bengals. Uh, he went for over 100 yards 
And he's had just these flashes, these bursts. That Dolphins game, he only had one catch, but it was that crazy sideline catch, the 33-yarder. Go back to the Rams, you know, a couple years ago. He didn't do that much in the regular season. And then when the postseason came, he turned it up and went for over 100 yards in the NFC Championship against the Niners. Looked like he was primed for a big-time game in that Super Bowl before suffering that knee injury. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we're going to see some big-time games from Odell Beckham Jr. in January. And I think this Texans defense, you can take advantage of them. They have given up a lot of chunk plays. I want to say they're bottom 10 in passing yards per attempt against them. I expect the Ravens to come out and take, take some deep shots against this defense, and I think Odell Beckham Jr. could benefit from it. Nico Collins balled out. That was the one piece of consistency from the Texans from the beginning of the season to the end is he's been awesome. Six receptions, 80 yards. Robert Woods, who's banged up now, he played really well as well. Like For you, as you're looking at what the Texans do well and some places in the Ravens' defense that they can exploit, where do you think and who do you think is best suited to have a great game for the Texans? Well, this is why I feel like the Ravens match up so well against the Texans is if you're going to knock this Ravens defense, there's one area where they're susceptible. They struggle stopping the run. I I think they're 14th in yards per game, which you think, okay, that's all right. But the Ravens just get out to such big leads. Teams can't stay with the running attack. They're bottom five, bottom six in yards per carry allowed. Texans don't run the ball well with Devin Singletary. So if the Texans come into Baltimore and win, C.J. Stroud's going to have to have a monster game. Nico Collins is going to have to have a big game. Ravens uh, tight ends, you know, some tight ends have given them trouble. Maybe this is a Dalton Schultz type of game. Marlon Humphrey, it seems like he's probably going to miss Saturday. He did not practice for a second consecutive day today. Now, Brandon Stevens, who's really filled in his place a lot uh, during his absence, has had a really, really good year. And in that Week 18 game where not a ton of starters played, he did. George Pickens didn't see a target. So it, it would have to be some of those mainstays. I'm thinking if the Texans are going to win, it's going to have to be a Nico Collins. It's going to have to be a Dalton Schultz. It's crazy to think we're even talking about the Texans being in this position, but here we are. It's an organization just flipping things over after one season. Tim, appreciate the time as always, man. Got it. Anytime. Thank you. Tim Barbalese. Trista, yeah, I think everybody, it's like, it's tough for me because emotionally I want to see the Texans just keep going, but I did bet the Ravens to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, so, you know. Probably going to have to lean that way myself. (laughs) It's BetMGM tonight.